0: Hey folks, Andy here. Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer before we get into this week's episode. Um, we recorded this episode about a week and a half ago, and uh, like every other week in the year 2020, uh, it's been kind of a roller coaster since then, and the world kind of feels like a completely different place than it does when we recorded this episode. And so, talking for an hour and a half about a space opera. In today's climate, feels, you know, a little trite, and uh, basically, we just wanted to uh, say that at the podcast here, we believe that Black Lives Matter, and with all of the terrible injustices that is happening in the world right now, um, we just wanted to help amplify the cause. So, uh, in the episode description, uh, we've included a couple links to where uh, you can help donate, Uh, the Black Lives Matter website, as well as a couple others. Um, You know, good places to, you know, put some good back into the world. So, uh, hopefully we can bring you a little bit of joy by talking about Star Wars. This week's episode is about Solo. And so, uh, you know, make the world a better place. That's what we're trying to do here. So, without further ado, we will start this week's episode. Thanks, guys.
1: And yeah, one of I you was think... always late for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't either, know either right. Sammy or yeah, I TJ. Be I don't know. know. But, I don't know. I think uh, it's but when I get the
0: records, they seem to line up. Oh, it's good. It's <laughs> just latency.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: oh. <laughs> well, boys. Uh, welcome to another week. I've never seen any of this. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy.
1: I'm TJ. I'm Raymond. The it's hot. We... I'm hot. Yeah, it is warm. <laughs>
0: It's warm. Is warm. You know why it's warm? Because we live in a hellscape. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and uh, still still in quarantine.
2: Well, we're phase mm-hmm. two of the hellscape, at least. we made it to phase two. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah, any I'm, better. I'm, it's slowly
0: reopening, but a lot of people think phase two means that they don't have to uh, wear a mask. Or yeah, phase two uh-huh. just means everything's open, setting. right, Andy? I can go over and do whatever I yeah. want now and uh, getting to the next phase is going to be marginally harder if we were following all the rules, and a lot of people are not. So, uh, we'll we'll be here for a while.
3: I don't know, I kind of like that we've returned to the traditional uh, Spokane greeting of open-mouth kissing. Oh, Um, you've been doing that? That's nice. Coming to work, you know, four or five open-mouth kisses with a few Mm. people.
0: Yeah. I mean, the bottom line was nothing was going to stop me from open-mouthing my homies, (laughs) Mm -mm. so... (laughs) Mm And and that's, the most, it's open that's, that's the most
3: gangster thing you can do. Is, is kiss your yeah. kiss your homies.
0: If if that's how I die, I'm gonna sign an executive order to the coronavirus saying that uh, it gotta gotta open mouth kiss me.
3: What? So. What? Whoa, <laughs> do you
0: not know? Does nobody know about this news? No. Ah. Uh, oh. I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> like this is
3: all word salad for me, yeah.
0: President Big Boy made a executive order today because people were being mean to him on Twitter. So he made Good. an executive order and I quote against social media. Mm, and basically can't do. Yeah. Yeah, basically he can't do it, but what it said was like you can't be mean to me and Twitter can't uh quote because they put a disclaimer on one of his tweets cuz he was tweeting out just straight uh Lies, and they were mm. like, "Hey, maybe not all of this is true." And he threw a big, President Big Boy fit. He got funny. real mad and red online, and then <laughs> decided uh, decided he was gonna sign an executive order where people can't be mean to the president online. So mm. that's I think what that's what I how
3: I. That's exactly how I would abuse my power if I yeah. was in office. No one be like, mean to me. Like yeah, like <laughs> you know, do do what you want, but don't be mean to me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I just want to be loved. I think what
2: has helped me during these times is that I avoid the news as much as possible, and I think that's how I've made it so far.
3: <laughs> I do my best to avoid the news,
0: and I work at the news. Uh, so. I mean, yeah,
2: it's harder for you.
0: <laughs> I generally pay attention for the first 20 minutes, get all the news I need, and then I uh, space out.
3: Mm. Good. Just so. like I did with the film that we watched no <laughs> you, you oh spaced God. out that was that what you were going spaced for because you, you want well, space no, no. no. that no. was an unintentional sidecar on there but i you mean know.
0: i don't know i was i was feeling you know it was sammy's pick and i was like oh a documentary that's kind of an interesting pick and so like sitting there solo floor, yeah, this National Geographic documentary about the man uh, free climbing El mm-hmm. Capitan. Yeah, I was actually pretty engaged. I wish I could have seen it in a movie theater, but I mean, we'll get into it. But yes. yeah, I really enjoyed Free Solo. Yeah. Yep. Free Solo, um, the Star Wars but, story. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: The the, <coughs> the one about the political prisoner, Han Solo. Oh.
0: Uh. Oh, we watched Han Solo.
3: Well, yeah. no, no, I watched a documentary about like Free Solo, like hashtag Free Solo. And, that was a whole yeah. movement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, whole whole robot revolution that got sparked by that thing, I which was a really. I think
0: we have watched different mm,
3: movies. Okay? I think we watched different films. <laughs> I think we can meet in the middle there. Didn't we they, can just they talk they about. Didn't they? come out around the same time,
0: though, didn't they? I think they came out. in Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Three good. Solo and solo. That's good. Good.
3: Good. Yep. Yeah. You can save the work and just use one hashtag. I mean, now that we
0: just. <laughs> Ripped through that opening introduction like a <laughs> pack of Wolverine. Sammy, what was your pick? Uh, what was your pick for the movie this week? Uh, solo, why did a Star it?
2: Wars story. I picked it because uh, we saw it in theaters when it was in theaters, and then I mm-hmm. never watched it again. I was like, I remember like not hating it and like having an okay time with it, and mm-hmm. absolutely hating Rise of Skywalker. So I wanted to go back to this one. And see if I was like, does is this one better than Rise of Skywalker? And like yes. our like our <laughs> podcast says, TJ has never seen this movie. The man with a uh-huh. Han Solo tattoo has not seen solo a Star Wars story. So well, it's like we gotta best. get him yeah. to see it. And it probably was for the best that he didn't watch it, and that's probably why he hadn't seen it. But I was like, hmm? it's Uncut Gems also came out on Netflix this week, but I was like, no, nope. <laughs> it's gonna be solo. <laughs> that's we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, I figured we'll get to it. So yeah. Um, and I will yeah. yes, I agree with you 100. It It is better than Rise of Skywalker, and yeah, <laughs> it's still I, not it's not like the best movie, but it's better than Rise of Skywalker. Rise of
1: Skywalker is worse because this one exists for just the things that like they brought back for Rise of Skywalker that they could have yeah. connected to Solo that they chose not to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I I think my feelings are generally the same. Uh, we I saw it with Raymond. We went uh-huh. and saw it opening night, and then I never went and saw it again. Nope. And oh, we did we, not, really had we didn't
2: all go see it together? Uh
0: uh-uh. No, because oh. me and Raymond went to the uh like one of the smaller theaters in town because it had sold out at the AMC. You went with that? Right. Too.
1: Yeah. It was the two yes, of us. Yes,
0: we invited you and you were <laughs> I don't remember. Else. I don't remember. I think you were somewhere else. <laughs> a long time but ago. <laughs> the galaxy far away. But my feelings were like I don't hate it, but I didn't have a desire to rewatch it. You had a fun time with it.
2: I feel like there were some fun Re-watched, sequences.
0: Yes, uh, we'll get into that I have things that I enjoyed about it But mm-hmm. for the most part I was like, it's fine After seeing Rise of Skywalker uh, I think I uh, appreciate it more than that So, after seeing what could have been
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> A movie that made a lot more money than this one Because this one still made a gener- like a decent amount of money But was considered a big failure for it's- Disney It, like,
1: changed their whole outlook on what they were doing.
2: Because they were totally setting it up for a sequel. Like, they were going to do another one off of Solo, right? Like, that was their their plan was to, like...
3: I don't know why they wouldn't... They would go through the trouble of establishing the plot thread with Amelia Clark's character and the Sith Lord.
2: Did you hear it was going to be called Duo? Shut the fuck (laughs) up.
3: (laughs) I think... I, I like that, Sammy less and less. <laughs> I think generally,
0: and I I did a deep dive into the production of this movie, so we can talk about that in a little bit. Good. But I think oh, generally, wow. their plan was yes, they had sequel set up. But I didn't think they definitely were like saw the movie and went, oh, uh, Donald Glover as Lando is the shining star of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do a solo sequel and call it Lando. Sure. Which I would watch that. Yeah. Um, but I think after the success of the mandalorian i think a lot of their uh, projections have shifted into how can we turn this into a series instead of more movies mm-hmm.
3: which would be a tough sell for donald glover because he's got his hands in a lot of pots and so trying yeah. to tie him down to another show on top of continuing to do atlanta right. like that would be that'd mm-hmm. be a tough sell i think uh-huh.
0: he really he's talked about he really really enjoyed even with the kind of hellhole uh production schedule that this movie had mm-hmm. he really really liked playing lando and got to meet with billy d a couple times and and he Jimmy got to Dee reference
2: got that he got nasty with a robot i mean you gotta love that yeah yeah, yeah we'll- <laughs>
3: save that that love insane. is the word we'll, I, I would that. use that's the first thing that came to mind when you brought that up yeah i loved i loved that part loved it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well well tj what what were your what are your thoughts on? Well, wait. wait let's go to Raymond first. And let's yeah, see. Raymond okay. first because yeah, we've already see, yeah, seen it. Yeah, get to fresh eyes. Last.
1: I know that I, during our Rise of Skywalker recording, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I brought up Solo and relitigated the the sidecar sequel say done, based you know, based on this stuff. And it's uh-huh. my opinion, after watching it a second time, still hasn't changed a lot. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a frustrating watch because you have no idea what they started with when they changed it you know mm-hmm. it's a lot of the it, who parts was it? it it was the Lego was, movie guys originally it was lord right? miller yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. and uh, a lot of the stuff that's played for comedy feels like their kind of humor but played entirely flat instead of the way they would do it mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's uh the the stuff that's original creations for the movie i think <clears throat> excuse me are I think Arguably the stuff that's the like, better parts. yeah, the the stuff that's original to the movie, I think, mm-hmm. works really well. And then every time it comes back to stuff from Han Solo and original trilogy related, it grinds yeah. to a halt.
2: Yeah, I, I this was uh, that's the main thing that I and I mm-hmm. I thought it was when I first saw it. I felt felt like it was worse than it, watching it the second time. The mm-hmm. whole like prequelitis of it, of like everything needs to be explained, like. You gotta know how the middle section of the Millennium Falcon got removed. You gotta know how he got his blaster. Like, there's some stuff. Like, how did. I've always wanted to know. Pat Noswold has a fucking those, bit about it. How how they got those? He he's wearing that Chew. bullet vest, <laughs> the bullet thing. I the, always the wanted to know yeah. why he's wearing that. Like I just I don't know what the thought process was like. Well, it's like they the got We got to know how they got the all lucky of those dice things. Like
1: we not the lucky dice in this. Are even, a thing in this I never movie noticed movie the were, lucky dice. They were like it, a, they were a background Empire. prop. They're a background yeah. prop in Empire, and then they never have referenced. huge significance in like force awakens into last jedi and yeah. then they are not like this is the backstory for it when it was already treated as like a reverential item beforehand it's like, it doesn't make any oh, sense yeah no yeah. it's like they're i mean they're inventing whole cloth things for you mm-hmm. to like attach well, meaning to that already exist
0: and like one of the we'll talk about the worst the worst example but I, one of the worst <laughs> like little things in this movie is when he straight up is like, "Oh, your name's Chewbacca. I'll have to come up with a nickname for that." As if we needed a reason as to why he needed a nickname for Chewbacca. Right. Yeah. To... <laughs> Obviously, you're I... gonna call him something You'd... shorter.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like that, do- that doesn't just make a fun any nickname. It doesn't make any sense in a fantasy world where, like, he's like, I, "I'm not gonna be calling you that full name the whole time." When it's like they're using names like Lady Kira? Proxima and yeah. fucking Enfist Nest. It's like you can't <laughs> just say Chewbacca. Is it, it's not harder there's no re- like that feels like it'd be something that like in and maybe like the way that 21 and 22 jump street play with knowing their source material and like parodying yeah. it yeah. it makes sense that like that would be a wink and nod to the camera in that kind of right. sense but then here right. it's total just like the solo bit it's like look straight at the camera and be like ooh. This is a callback, huh? and that's literally all. Solo. All... Now yeah. you know what
2: that's, his that's name is. That's from. the worst part. Oh. Of the
1: solo is the worst. Inventing the last name is the worst bit, and it's the bit that gets called out in criticism the most. Oh, which, man, thank God.
2: It's insane. <laughs> no one would type solo. I mean, just thinking in that mindset, like what he would type there, he wouldn't type solo. That wouldn't be the thing he would type. <laughs>
0: And some of the stuff is like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I like the, the, uh, how Han and Chewie meet, like the throwing them down in the pit. Like, I think that's that a good whole bit. sort of thing yeah. is fun. But for every, like, one thing that it's like, that's kind of cool. There's like five shoehorn things that are like, do you get it?
2: Yeah. All right, let's, yeah. let's get TJ. We, we started already, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TJ, take it away. <laughs>
3: oh, well, and, and it's interesting. I guess I'll point out before I, I get into it how the the retrospective and on your guys' part, is, like this is kind of a, a a living example, a contemporaneous example when. Um. There's retrospectives on how the third movie in trilogies are typically treated, like Last Crusade and Return of the Jedi, where it's just like, oh, the fucking teddy bear Star Wars movie. Cool. Yeah. And then, like, Phantom Menace comes out, and they're just like, oh, what this holy relic that is Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Wait, what and do the they same say thing about happened. Crusade? Uh, well, uh, you know, for people that acknowledge the existence of, of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I totally respect people that don't. What? Uh, <laughs> yes. Then they, they go like, "Oh man, the fucking one with Sean Connery and the birds on the beach and the stupid." Bleh, 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 like, and okay. then there's then more there's anger towards
0: Temple of Doom, which is understandable. Yeah. Well, now cool. I think with modern, point, yes. modern,
3: yeah, modern yeah. politics, with uh, that's yeah, to watch. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, Last that's Crusade is
1: definitely like the one that like is much more, the most family friendly out of them for yes. like a pointing it's to the right. audience it does all and be like we're
2: having a good time aren't as we? the first movie trying uh, to get back for what they did for the second one it totally yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah it's funny how those, those tastes change uh, upon the release of another thing that's tangentially related to it mm-hmm. so it's like now the, that's no longer the worst one so like people <laughs> shitting on solo like my stepdad hated it, you know, and that's a barometer of, you know, kind of your your average American moviegoer going like, Well it sucked. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh not not to be derisive, but you know. Uh but for me know. i i had kind of like girded my loins you know because people were like oh this is i you know a real dumpster fire of a fucking movie and i, I watched it with an open mind just because you know i've kind of come to peace I, I i always talk about you know they don't they didn't take every copy of the old star wars and burn it in a big pile right. and say this is your han solo now and, right. you know, mm-hmm. I, I will always have Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go in with the expectation of comparing this this feller mm-hmm. to Harrison Ford because, like, he got enough of, like, the kind of the way that he talks that uh-huh. was kind of, like, the more important thing. And there was definitely a couple times he
2: smiled where I was like, oh, that's, like, the Han sure. Solo smile. Or, yeah.
3: And so it's more important, you know, it's less about the stuff that's coming out of his face and more about the way that he's saying it because he's not Han Solo yet. You know, like mm-hmm. he just got the the moniker, and he's just like learning to you know live up to the name right now. So like, you know, I can't expect it. Like, oh, Han wouldn't say that. It's just like, well, you know, maybe Han, when he was 20, might have said that. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I said a bunch of stupid shit. And, I probably wouldn't repeat now.
0: And <laughs> in, I'll I'll talk about it all in full. But when they cast Alden Ehrenreich, Ward Miller were the ones that cast him, and they specifically said, we we like him because he's not like Han he doesn't look like Harrison Ford he's not going to do a Harrison Ford impression they were like he mm. w- he's the spirit of the character of Han Solo and that's what they wanted and mm-hmm. then when Lord and Miller got kicked off part of the reason was they were like he's not very much like Harrison Ford. So then they brought him like an acting coach to do an lessons? impression yeah. of Harrison Ford. So it's like some of those things are kind of clashing there.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of sad in a way yeah. because it, it doesn't embrace, you know, how you would get a better performance, you know, mm-hmm. because there are, uh, I've taken pictures with some great, great cosplayers that look, they have the pants down to the yellow blocks for the empire strikes back era uh Han Solo thing and he looks just like him. He got his hair done just, just like him and, and he's got a blaster just like Hans and he looks looks just like him. And it's like, well great, I'll take a picture with that guy for free, but I'm not I don't want him to be in the in the movie that I yeah, watch that's right. yeah. of Han Solo. Great. You know, that part doesn't matter as much to me. I still so, never you
2: know. even watching the movie was like that's Han Solo. I don't know. That never like <laughs> yeah, that never he's like I really like I think this guy's a good actor and he's very charismatic, but I was never like that's Han Solo while watching this movie. Well,
3: And it's the same thing that ends up happening with Lando where I think Donald Glover did a a great job of Mm -hmm. especially, you know, like, again, this is a younger, wilder kind of version Mm -hmm. of that character with, like, different facial hair. But you you can still see
0: how he becomes Billy Dee Williams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: And he even learned some tricks from Han. Like, the whole, like... Like really super aggressive. Like you got a lot of nerve showing your face around here after what you pulled. You know, like <laughs> he pulls the same thing or whatever. So you learn that he learned that from Han, basically. Or like, you know, that's that's that kind of thing. So I I like that. He's also forced to do stupid shit. And yeah, <laughs> so like you're trying to make me feel bad for a robot that you have done nothing but try and convince me is a, a shrill piece of shit for the last like forty five minutes. <laughs> and you're trying to make me feel bad. Because Donald Glover is good at acting, and he's, and I feel uh, empathy for this character, and I'm supposed to feel bad, and I'm getting all these cues, that I'm supposed to feel bad for the bitchy robot, and I don't feel bad for the bitchy robot that died, and I'm glad that she died. I think <laughs> wow, I robot rights... <laughs> that whole
0: part with the with the robot rights and the fact that she, like, dies and then has her memory. That's she's the worst part she of that story. She becomes a vegetable, and they basically just put her consciousness into the Millennium Falcon, where she's basically just, like, she's just there. Her consciousness is still there, but it's such a dark, like, idea that they're like, she's a prisoner forever. Like, remember how much <laughs> she liked robot rights? Well, now she's a prisoner forever.
3: Well, and there are a, a hundred <laughs> other ways that you could explain the fact that there is like a lady personality in the Falcon, and that's why yeah. Han always refers to the Falcon as a she, and refers to the hyperdrive, and like three people can communicate. But you know, then it, like, it also makes Rise of Skywalker
1: worse because Billy D. Williams gets the fucking Falcon back to pilot, and they don't reference the fact that, reference that it was his it fucking all. robot in the thing at all. No, they don't. So re- it's yeah. like they, they even never... set themselves up perfectly for when Lando comes back to like tie it in with this and give it more emotional resonance to like make this they pull a end game with thor too where they made it more relevant or like they could have made mm-hmm. solo more relevant in rise of skywalker and it's just not even it's fucking on the cutting room floor you know probably never made it into the <laughs> yeah. script and i yeah it's... and i
2: don't feel for when han at the very end of the movie is like she belongs to me like she's i i need this ship i didn't feel that, i was like where is that yeah. coming from like that i feel like that was not earned for him to be like i need you this did ship. a great job of reckoner <laughs> yeah with hell <with laughs> okay <help. laughs> I, so i think that
0: like the first 10 minutes of this movie are really good i really enjoyed I the the opening up until they get to the uh like the escaping area like mm-hmm. Lady Proxima, I think, is a cool puppet. It's no, a I was cool, going to say, that's like, like a Henson puppet. It it's creepy. <laughs> and it totally sets up like, oh, you, this guy acts like he has this big old plan, but in reality, he's flying by the seat of his pants. And I think that mm-hmm. the opening 10 minutes do a really good job of setting that up and showing it and be like, this is the scoundrel. This is That feels like Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And then from the second he joins the the army that's kind of when it all sort of feels like okay now we're going downhill a little bit if Mm -hmm. the more of the movie was like that opening like that cart, that car the the chase sequence at the beginning Mm -hmm. and the lady proxima stuff and him kind of in the seedy like
1: underground and the train heist the
0: train heist is really cool too
1: yeah it's cool and inventive and it has people die
2: and it's like oh this has some weight to it like
1: (laughs) yeah Ultimately, it's just a plot setup, you know?
3: I guess my main gripe with the first part is that we get a lot of yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Like, we just drop him, like, right in the middle of a war zone. And so we don't see any of that constant defiance. We just get here. We hear, I got kicked out. And I just don't know how much effort it would have taken to show him, like, trying to run rackets. While he's in flight school or in getting right. in trouble, right. you know, like we get yada yada yada, and that's breaking rule number one of, of of you know show don't tell, you know, you know one throwaway line of dialogue goes like, okay, well I guess we got nothing, you know, awesome. Because that's and what I was going to ask
2: you, TJ was in the original, his background, he is a pilot in the Empire, right? He is, is a pilot. That? Yeah. He is. Okay
3: and he's you know he's forced to do shit that's reprehensible and you know in, in this you know he you show him as like a reluctant soldier that didn't want to be there in the first place or whatever but you know you don't show him like shooting unarmed civilians or any of like the treatment that Finn gets in right. the Star Wars mm-hmm. proper you know like he doesn't have any darkness to him well it's you like know, at the, the end of the
1: movie he's like talking to Kira and he's like oh no I'm not a good guy I'm a bad guy and it's like this is this whole movie is you being redeemed from being a bad person, but we didn't
0: see a right. bad person. That's part. the other thing I feel like
2: is a problem with this movie is mm-hmm. it gives him the story arc that he gets in the first in New uh-huh. Hope.
0: He has the same beats and resolution
2: at the end of this movie. Uh huh. Just so the same thing in a New Hope. What, Just for it to rewind later? and then happen to get a New Hope. Yeah. Like, did he learn nothing when he was younger? I mean, like TJ said, he was younger, so maybe like once he went to. Uh, job of the Hut. maybe he'd start to go back to his old ways or whatever, but you think there would be some kind of through line of like what I've already gone through kind of a thing if that's just gonna happen again in New Hope.
3: Even the tone they they could have gotten away with one scene, honestly, and if they had changed the tone of when he kills Beckett at the oh, end. Yeah. If he had shot first without even thinking about it and then like doesn't go and caress him and go like, ah, oh, father figure. I mean Beckett Right. But no. Dude, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, like he stands there and watches him die and then goes back. And like Chewie's like, Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's, uh, that's a, you know, a dark note to end on. Yeah. Because he is a fucking not a great person when right. you meet him in the beginning. Yeah. Just as soon as so, he decides
2: to give those things to the people that need it, I'm like, okay. So, I mean, that's what he learns by the end of New Hope. <laughs> but obviously he's already done it before. Like, <laughs>
0: I think this mm-hmm. movie has so many Mr. X in that like in the first 15 minutes there's like four things that like oh you thought this was happening but really this Mm -hmm. is happening that like by halfway through the movie I'm kind of like okay you've already pulled this trick like Mm -hmm. so many times it gets a little little draining which I think some of those Mr. X work but there's just so many of them and they come at you so quick
2: Mm -hmm. and then Kira um Kira's impreg- such a confused imp- character. Impregnated by a Palpatine. <laughs> and...
1: Somehow Palpatine's back. Oh.
2: <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the that's the theory that I've seen. Like, that's the only way he would have had a kid. That's the only uh, he probably got is, it with Kira. Yeah, there's a stupid fucking theory. Out there <laughs> Darth Kira Maul's like, you're so gonna fun. be spending a lot more time with me, lady. So you oh. gotta get. Pregnant. Oh yeah, TJ. How
3: did you feel about Darth Maul? <laughs> did you know that he is was that, in it? Well, and like, I. I don't, I, I guess part of me is like, is that Darth Maul? Is that confirmed as Darth Maul? I didn't look at the IMDb thing yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's Ray Park and Sam yeah.
1: were doing the voice.
3: Okay, yeah. that's, all right. <laughs> I was I was happier thinking that it was just another one of his race. Oh. and That just, and it ties not, it more to the show. You wouldn't show
1: a guy like that if it wasn't actually right. the character he's. There's only one guy who looks like that. But I mean, people were really <laughs> excited about that because
3: of the TV show, like tying it to. Yeah. TV I thought, the, show, uh, yeah, because cool. I thought that like his fucking evil brother was in it or whatever. Like, it's still you know like a fucking deep show. Dragon yeah. Ball Z thing. God damn it! Okay, <laughs> I'm mad. It's, it's, uh, it's no. the same Qui-Gon, thing as the TJ, fucking Quagdon died for nothing. Don't worry
2: about it. Yeah. Quagdon died for no reason. <laughs> You're fine. That's good. I like it's that. It's the same thing as
1: the Avengers keys that Thanos putting on the, the glove, being like, guess I'm going to do it myself. Right. And then, like, years later, like an he Ultron. shows up. Yeah, so it's like, it's the same thing where, like, it's really a performatory cameo that has nothing to do with the movie itself, but it's for the fans. Like, so especially because he, it doesn't he make has to sense. stand
2: up and turn on his lightsaber. And, uh-huh. then, like, you didn't need to. I mean, you. Obviously, they were like, "Look, he's got his lightsaber," but he didn't need to do that. (laughs) And when they filmed it,
0: allegedly, the rumor is it was just a prequel character cameo was in the script. They they didn't make a decision that it was Darth Maul until like very late in the game, and then I think they did pick
1: up
2: like two months before the movie came out or something
0: like
1: that.
2: They couldn't decide who they think who they thought should show up. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see who are other options who could have been there. Jesus Christ. (laughs) don't don't tell me anything more about this movie (laughs) yeah tj TJ was all right with Uh, it (laughs) i
3: was i'm I'm on the decline now i mean well and there was just like some stuff that was really weird for me like i the the car chase the speeder chase thing at the beginning felt Mm. like there was it was there was really no intensity to it like the way that it was shot like, it, it didn't, like, there wasn't a lot of motion with the camera, like, going and fast cutting, that kind of mm. traditional ways to kind of convey intensity in a chase or whatever. It almost gave me, like, when I, uh, when we watched uh, Dr. No uh, for the first time for, that was one of the first episodes of the pod back in the day, where it was just like, do we need to just have a long take of every turn you take on the hill in Jamaica. (laughs) Like, where it was like, it just felt like, you know, wide takes of them kind of like, sort of going in between cars or whatever. Not a lot of damage being done except for like, running over some stuff. Anyway, like, that didn't that just didn't feel it like as exciting right. as in comparison to like the train thing where I was like, Oh, this is there's stakes. Yeah. Uh, the like, train okay, is like cool. the most
1: inventive new thing that they put in this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And I I think that whole sequence is so fun and you got John John
3: Favreau's the alien pilot, which so good. yeah. So good. I love that man. And and you feel way more for him than you do for the goddamn robot that you spend twice or, as long in the movie right. with. Right. I think Or Tandy
1: Newton.
0: Tandy Newton is so good in this movie and she gets done dirty. Yeah. Yep. She's just I was like
1: so I remember it being re- so much longer, and then I, when she dies, I clicked on the timestamp, and I was like, "Oh, this happened way sooner." And I thought, "No, right, yeah."
3: Then that was another thing is like while I was watching it, uh we were at like the hour mark. At, well, i like, I didn't know. I went and paused it because I was like, "God, this has got to be getting toward the end, right?" And like, <laughs> nope, bitch, <laughs> you got another hour of movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't and, feel like.
2: Uh, I was like, they wanted money. They needed that for money. I don't know. I didn't see her. I didn't understand her. Like I gotta die so you can get this. Like I don't. I don't know. I didn't feel that. Well, like, because
3: that that was because I guess we didn't know about the axe hanging over their head with crimson. Dawn. I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. It was right. like you know later we I guess we learned the immediacy of that from Woody Harrelson or whatever. The, but
0: um, another kind of funny tidbit is so, um, Paul Bettany, who mm-hmm. I think it does a pretty good job for what he's doing in this movie. He's
1: he is chewing every piece of scenery <laughs> yeah
0: which i think is it. it's great paul bettany's best when you just say uh-huh. okay go go just ham it up but
2: uh, i just i just but, love when um, he when he like gets angry and his scars get bigger <laughs> i was like cool <laughs> cool
0: right michael no, he's
3: is, he is an interesting filling.
0: michael k williams was supposed to be that character right in oh. miller cut and he he had to go do something else and had a conflict with the four months of reshoots that they originally scheduled Mm -hmm. so they had to recast him and so which sucks because i that would be michael k will or michael k um williams is so cool
3: who can i direct my anger at for (laughs) for uh, pulling the plug on and bringing in ron howard
0: lawrence kasdan
3: Lawrence Kazdan? Yeah. Okay. Oh, do, right.
0: you, do you want... Here, we'll, we'll get into my notes. We can... All right. We can well, well brief, briefly,
3: briefly, briefly, real quick, we need to address something. Oh, okay. Before, yeah. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. it'll be quick. Uh, two things. The little, like, vampire bat thing that's on the yacht, like, that's, like, the worst looking fucking thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, I, 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 I was shocked. I, I, like, audibly went, like, ah! ah, no, <laughs> and then, like, paused it real quick. I was like, is that fucking fake? Is that is that, like, a practical effect thing? Or is this, like, an insert that they just threw in there of this, like, <laughs> little vampire bat gremlin fucking thing, a la the, in the casino or whatever, like, a little, like, grum, grumbly grunty guy that's voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. That tries oh, to put yeah, the yeah. coins in BB-8. Yeah, so, like, it's just a little snippet shot of this little fucker, like, just lip, lapping out of a bowl or whatever, and I'm like, what? is this <laughs> what did it contribute this looks like fucking garbage and i'm so distracted by the fact that this looks ah. so bad ah. and and then also the fact that han speaks Wookiee.
2: yes that we but i saw that beta, absolute uh, fucking yeah when i saw the theaters movie. i was like
3: nah, i don't like that <laughs> i don't well and that's the whole joke like that's the whole vehicle for the joke is that Han understands and Chewie understands and you as the audience don't because he's just making dog or walrus noises or whatever yeah. and so that's the vehicle for like their relationship and their humor so like why would it make sense that he would do that like if if, if we're gonna like play on his initial strengths that's like talking people down like talk, like silver tongue devil kind of bullshit mm-hmm. if, if it's demonstrable that chewbacca understands whatever galactic common is going on then he doesn't have to make some glottal noises to go like i'm a good guy see and it's like but there's this the common is... ground his mom's name is martha too ah, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck so i was i wasn't mad i was just like you just is, gotta assume that now dumb.
2: in the original series anytime like Han Solo, like yelled or like got excited. It was him speaking, Wookie. You just gotta assume that yes.
3: now. <laughs> yeah, he was telling them like formation alpha. Or yeah, yeah. Or, yeah it's just
1: one of those it. things where it's like, Dumb. if there's anything that could possibly be explained, they have to have an answer for it in the prequel because yes. that's where they want to derive their content from. When it could just be whole new ideas. I, it's well, like, the same I don't know. Thing like, to... like
2: the Hobbit and with yep. uh, Fantastic Beasts, it's the same uh-huh. exact thing. Where they like, we have to explain everything. Everything has to be explained.
3: And I think a really good litmus test for these kinds of things is looking at, like, RPG writers and that kind of thing. That's kind of, like, a niche thing that I'm into, where, like, Starfinder, you know, the the sci-fi version of of the Pathfinder RPG. Mm -hmm. And you look at, like, the different, like, like, body enhancements and shit you can get. You can get, like, tech inserted in your throat that, like warps your vocal cords when, with a particular setting and makes it so you can speak these languages you wouldn't be able to speak and while those things are obviously standing on the shoulders of giants like Star Wars and Star Trek and all these other things that came before it mm-hmm. this movie is now coming out as a contemporary of these same things and these where, where are these writers? that come up yeah. with these fucking cool ideas mm-hmm. you know like that's a cool fucking thing like you know maybe like if he made some demonstrable thing where he had to like hold his throat or like do some kind of thing different you know but no he can just garble and do a bad party <laughs> trick right. like the, you, the solution then it's to just their
1: dumb. the the unanswered questions which didn't need to be answered get answers that are no newer or fresher than the original content. Because he which only makes does it, it. No more inventive. He only does no. it for
2: that scene, and then never does it again. As well, it's yeah. like okay. And then later thanks. he just
1: yeah <laughs> he just talks to them. He talks to any of the Wookies as if they are just like he doesn't talk in Wookiee to yeah, them. Yeah. No. Nope. So, what does it matter? It's only a performatory. Oh, he understand. They both understand each other completely. I like thinking, like, and again, this it ruins
2: it. Was like in new hope like he's like oh he understands him because they've been together so long like he probably didn't understand him when they first met but they've been together for so long he's now understands his language and like that's a deeper bond than him just oh i already knew it (laughs) and that would have been
0: an interesting obstacle in this movie to be like they can't straight up communicate with each other but they have to get along with each other and you can kind of see that relationship form. That would be a much more interesting way than the two of them coming together and just kind of being like, oh, they're immediately best friends.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like slowly getting to understand his language or something as he's coming through. Yeah. Maybe, maybe learns his name at the end of it or something. Like that would be cooler. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And there's there's it's a lot of things late. that are mishandled. And so, it's... all right, Andy. All right, continue let's, the soil. Okay.
2: Let's, reason, let's hear the reasons why it was mishandled, Andy. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: very quick the one the other thing that pisses me off and i don't understand why they did it is when they are at the the station and he's walking through and there's like the propaganda uh for the empire and mm-hmm. it's playing the imperial march yeah yes, but like a
3: happier part. version <laughs> but like a major key yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? i thought that was i thought that was kind of I, cute I think it, yeah. It I like that.
2: yeah i love it i didn't <laughs> like it the I, first time but i liked it the second time <laughs> Okay, what I do that's like the kind
1: of egg movie, that I Easter egg that I appreciate.
2: Okay, it makes no difference but to the John story. John Williams exists in
1: this
0: universe, <laughs> and yeah. they like, kind of own it. John <laughs> you know? John Williams exists, and he works exclusively for the Empire. Exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing that I want I want to give credit where credit is due. I think this is a top five Clint Howard cameo. Clint Howard cameo. Oh yes. I was oh, like, yeah. he's gotta he's
2: got show up and there he was. Clint
0: Howard oh. is best when he's a grimy piece of shit, and that's exactly <laughs> what he's doing in this movie. So yeah. Great. my but favorite
3: I, was uh Warwick Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah! shoot a like, fucking you, bazooka. You I was like, God up. bless him. Yep. Just let him have fun. He's yeah. gotta be in it. Yeah. Speaking of music, real to. quick though, I almost
2: turned off the movie when they just kiss in uh, his capes and it, I thought it was going to play like oh, Leia's music. I, I thought it was going to play Leia's music and I was just going to turn off the movie. <laughs> no, I, I thought it that got, was so
3: clumsily shot got, and ugh, weird. It got close. And... There was a
2: couple like news, uh, notes that I was like, no, don't you dare.
0: <laughs> okay. Don't. Don't.
3: Don't, no. don't so. fucking those capes. Don't fucking those <laughs> capes. <laughs> <laughs> That is a custom piece! (laughs) That is is the best delivery of any Land Uh (laughs) time. I
0: I spent a while today going through different articles because there's not like... You did your research for this and I love you for it. (laughs) There's not like a straight up like, here's what happened with the production of Solo. Because they're so secretive about these movies. And they don't want anybody, kind of rightfully so. Because anytime they announce any sort of reshoots, there's an outcry of people that are like... Oh, it's, it's awful when in reality, like, reshoots happen on every single movie. You just only hear yep. about it when it happens on Star Wars. Right. <laughs> and people just assume, oh my god, it's terrible, it's awful, they're changing the whole movie. Well, especially when that they was my...
2: release that, that photo of all of them standing on the Millennium Falcon together, and you're like, sweet! And then it's like, oh, it's not yep. them anymore, and you're like, oh, also what happened? And, they all look so Lord, happy. <laughs> and
0: Lord and Miller are coming off of, like, several, like, big wins. Right. Like, Very big. Like, Lego movie in various different fields you know they got 21 jump street they got lego movie they got cloudy with a chance of meatballs so like they know how to do family but also kind of that edgy really funny comedy yeah so they that them being announced for this was kind of like perfect and it's and a lot of people were like oh it's going to be a jokier tone which is kind of you know in the spirit of han solo you know can't take yourself too seriously Hun- you know who they
3: should have got todd Ooh. cooper
2: oh I was gonna say Taiko oh, he would He would have
3: made a he would have made a great gritty R-rated solo. Make it R-rated. We live in an empire.
0: <laughs> Way back in when they were making Revenge of the Sith, George Lucas had the idea to have Han Solo when they're on Kashyyyk in that movie. He wanted to have a young Han Solo there living amongst the Wookiees, which I actually think is like not a terrible idea. Like that would kind of make sense. I mean, like, Chewbacca shows up so. Yeah. And Tarful. But that would make, like, if they grew up together like that.
2: Why do I
1: remember that?
0: (laughs) But George had that idea, and when he was, you know, he was so burnt out after making those prequels that he had ideas for things he wanted to do, but immediately following was kind of like, "Mm, fuck, fuck that noise. And didn't, didn't want really anything to do. I guess that's kind of what happened with, um, when he did, uh, Indiana Jones. He went off and did Indiana Jones and decided he wanted, he was like, oh, I kind of want to be back in the director chair after like 20 years of not being a director, only being a producer. Um, Yeah. So he had that idea. He mentioned it to, to Lawrence Kasdan at like some fucking party where Carrie Fisher probably turned on the Christmas special to make everybody leave. Uh, <laughs>
3: God, fucking bless her. I miss her so much. She
0: won the copy that George had in like a poker game, and then she used it specifically for when she wanted people to get the fuck out of her house. She would turn on the Christmas. God, <laughs> <window.
3: That's sighs> so good. So, so Gone Lawrence too soon.
0: So it was the idea was planted way back then, and Lawrence kind of thought it, about it for a while. So, twenty twelve. Uh, he sells Lucasfilm to Disney, and Disney is like, alright, this is a cash cow. Let's get everybody in, brainstorming sessions. They know they wanted to make Force Awakens and keep doing that sequel trilogy, but then they also wanted to do spinoffs. So basically, they were just having meetings upon meetings upon meetings with people and just bringing people in and going, what would you do if you could do anything in Star Wars? And one of the first people they brought in was Lawrence Kasdan, because right. he wrote Empire, he wrote Raiders. He's a... He had written, been around. They also
1: years. had him do like a rewrite on Force Awakens, didn't well, they? Well,
0: yes. So yeah. they said, "What mm. do you want to do?" And he said, "Well, I always like Han Solo. I'd love to write a Han Solo movie because that's his favorite character." He said he's ever written. Yeah. Mm. And they said, "That sounds great." So then, after they get like the first two things of Force Awakens, they realize we need to bump up, we need to bump up Han's character in this. So they bring him on to do rewrites specifically for the Han character. And Mm. so he puts off writing solo and comes and does Force Awakens. So after doing all of Force Awakens, he felt he was, you know, he's an older guy. And he hadn't really written a ton of screenplays in a while. And so as soon as he was done on that, they were like, where's that solo screenplay? So he brought in his son to help him finish out Mm -hmm. the solo screenplay. Okay. So, and from all accounts, like, Kasdan is... Disney kind of treats him as much of a like, father of the Star Wars canon as they do Lucas. Mm-hmm. I actually think they respect Kazden more because he's more willing to work with them than Lucas was. Sure. <laughs> um, so, they he's hired to bring that in. So, in the middle of all this, 2015 Star Wars Celebration comes around. They have their huge presentation for Force Awakens. They show that trailer. It's in Anaheim. People losing their fucking minds. It's like the first time that it's like kind of a big deal that they were streaming Star Wars Celebration stuff online. And so the whole weekend is kind of all Force Awakens news. The end of that weekend, they were gonna, the last panel was going to be them announcing all their spin-off movies. Which... And um, Gareth Edwards was there to unveil uh-huh. Rogue One and Josh Trank was there to unveil his Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning they fire Josh Strike. Okay. And <laughs> Jesus. Uh, allegedly, from the time that morning they fired him to later change their schedule and say, Solo's com- Solo's taking that spot. Han Solo's going to come and take that spot. Uh, they don't okay. announce it that day, but that day basically turns into we're announcing Rogue One. So, a little bit rocky, but... They hire the right people. They, get, they bring on Lord Miller. They, they do a nationwide casting. They get Alden Ehrenreich because they say he's a good character for Han Solo. We're less concerned with he's not doing an impression of Harrison Ford. But we think that he fits the tone of the movie and what we want to do. Yep. Disney says, oh, great. We love this. <laughs> so, fast forward to January 2017... They had filmed The Last Jedi and they had filmed The Force Awakens. Both of those went relatively smoothly with both directors that they had. Because they really, really liked what Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi. And apparently he mm-hmm. was very easy to work with. He's a very nice gentleman and knows exactly what he wants and what he wanted to do with the characters. Uh, Lord and Miller start in January 2017, they start principal photography. And they're doing their thing. They're letting them gel, they're going all the way. Lawrence Kazan is there for all of filming and he starts getting very annoyed because basically what starts to happen is Lord Miller had taken the script and going, Okay, okay, shoot this so we can show it to Disney and then they do twelve shots of improv. So they would say, Okay, yep. read this script and and then we'll go do the actual movie. But it turned into they were not playing ball with what Disney and the producers wanted And they were, they were showing them what they wanted to see and then going off and doing their own movie. So, allegedly, Lawrence Kasdan doesn't like this because to him, like, he's very, you gotta read what's on the page. He's a very, to the, he doesn't like improv on his movies. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's kind of upset. He's like, they're not. They're messing with the character. They're joking about it. It shouldn't be jokey. It should be taken seriously. And but they make- I mean, doesn't he know
2: who they are? Like, that's what their movies are. Like, I don't know. That's... Why does he not know that going in based on what they've done before? Like... He, that's he might have. It's not their fault. No. No, it's not their fault. But he
3: <laughs> might also have been banking on the fact that there's a great tradition in Hollywood over the last 10 or so years where you scoop up an indie director or another familiar mm-hmm. director with some success and throw a hundred million dollar movie in front of them and say, okay, you're going to do exactly what the fuck we tell you because you get to live out your childhood dream and make a star war. Yeah, right? And right. But, that's but that's that didn't work beforehand. Rogue One.
1: Rogue One. <laughs> it <Yes>. didn't work. <laughs> the nope.
0: difference with Rogue One. So Rogue One, they did extensive reshoots because they weren't super happy with where it ended up. They came to, um, you didn't kill go. enough people. They came to Gareth Edwards and said, we want to do extensive reshoots. Basically, well, we want to reshoot 60 to 70% of your movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Gareth Edwards played ball. He said, all yep. right. They wanted to bring in a different director to do It's the Tony reshoots. Gilroy. It's Tony Gilroy. And, yeah. and <laughs> Gareth Edwards said, I'll play ball. He still gets credit as the director. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll let you do whatever you want. You give me that uh, scene at the end with Darth Vader. You let me do that. And you can have whatever you want, which, in my opinion, Wheeling is the dealing. best scene in that movie. <laughs> worth it, yes, yeah, worth yeah. absolutely worth it. And so that that was their dealing with reshoots before. So then they come to Lord and Miller and say, "We want to reshoot sixty to seventy percent of your movie, and we want to bring on uh, somebody somebody who will not say no to us and will do exactly what we say." So wait, they had
2: power. most of this movie shot before yeah, they was, came in,
0: yeah. The Shot from January to June,
2: they were two weeks away. From Jesus, Rapids. okay, they no, no. no. So you're telling Christ. me that they have the solo cut? You telling <laughs> me that? <laughs> no, not when it's Disney. That shit's never. I, it's song with the sound never cut. existed. Lord <laughs> they, and who? Give me the solo had, cut.
1: <laughs>
0: they had two weeks left.
2: And Jesus, said, I didn't know it was that close. That's insane. Yep. And mm-hmm.
0: and, and why'd they wait I so remember, long to do something about it if they didn't like it? Because they were arguing with them for a little bit and then decided, okay, well, it's now or never. And hmm. Kathleen Kennedy slammed her dick down on the table and said, <laughs> I am God here. <laughs> you will do what I say. And they said, all right, we're gone. They don't want to be, they didn't want to have their names on a movie that they didn't do.
1: Which it's just what? like Edgar Wright with Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Or uh, whoever directed American History X Because uh, oh. Ed- Edward Norton directed that movie Right, yeah <laughs>
1: That's his thing too, yeah So
0: June 20th, they are fired And Disney basically comes out and says They're gone, movie's still coming out on time Don't worry, everything's hunky-dory Allegedly, this is the first that a lot of the cast and crew Is hearing about this firing too So basically a lot of them were So like- no, it was like,
2: everything's okay And then Ron Howard goes, everything was not okay <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's he's announced
0: two days later, and they say, Okay, well, um, you know, we were gonna wrap in two weeks, now we're adding on four to five months of reshoots
2: starting oh, My poor in a week boy basis. Glover.
0: So everybody's schedule gets just like absolutely wrecked. Uh allegedly, Thandie Newton's stuff was all filmed with Lord and Miller. Uh, she didn't have to come back and do any reshoots with that's good. So, like, there are bones of the Lord Miller's house. And some of the stuff in here, like, some of the jokes feel like, oh, that's mm-hmm. them. Like, the scene at the beginning... With uh Lady Proxima, where he's uh-huh. like, I have this thermal detonator, and she's like, That's a rock, you just made that sound with your mouth. Yes, what, are, that, what are you that, talking that about? Right, that yes. feels like a Lord Miller joke to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so yes, two days later they say Ron Howard's here, and Ron starts amping up the social media, like, I'm Yo, here, yeah. here. he was pa- everywhere. Papa Ron's here to save save Star Wars guys. <laughs> so he's posting like updates from the set, he's bringing everybody there, he's like, Guess what? It's a family affair, Clint's here throwing everybody he wants in the the movie and basically working his ass off to be like, everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. You shouldn't be worried. And so... um, Yeah, they wrap in October right before The Last Jedi comes out. And at this point, Disney is going, there is no way people aren't going to lose their fucking shit for The Last Jedi. This movie is so good. We have like... like, and nothing ever incredible. went wrong. The end. All right. That's right. That's my right? favorite timeline. <laughs> Rightly so, because that movie is great, and watching yeah. it going, this is so unique and different, and people are going to lose their minds for this. They they miscalculated shit, dumb neckbeard fans. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think another part of their problem is they uh, said Solo's coming out six months after The Last Jedi. And at that point, this is three years and we've had four star wars movies right they wanted to
1: do the marvel release yeah we talked about this in our rise of skywalker
2: review just too much too much
0: like the the prequels had three full years in between each each movie yeah and the hype was insane yeah so they (laughs) i think there was a lot of star wars really quick they got really scared when there was such backlash against the last jedi because they're going oh no we thought that was a good movie (laughs) <laughs> what are they going to do when we release Solo?
2: And then it was it's, out and it was in theaters the same time The Avengers was, right?
0: uh like a month after.
2: Oh, cuz I just remember Paul Bettany like posting a video of he was in a theater and he was on two of like the oh. standy things in the theater. <laughs> Paul,
0: Paul Bettany's really really funny. So, Paul Bettany had worked with um his friends with Ron Howard. Mhm. And when it was announced Ron Howard was doing Star Wars Paul Bettany as a joke sent a text to Ron And was like hey any chance I can get in Star Wars And Ron was like yes actually Do you want to be the main villain
1: <laughs> And that's how Paul oh, Bettany was cast Good <laughs> I read like, something where The scars like my... on his face were later Like he just reco- like they just did his whole thing And he had no idea that was going to be a thing So all the scars on his face are CG And oh, really? I guess he didn't know that Until Ron Howard like sent him a photo mm-hmm. of it later
2: Huh
3: and my immediate reaction when you tell me that is don't tell me that. <laughs> I hate this. I hate
0: this so much. The first trailer for this movie doesn't come out till the Super Bowl, which is like three or four months before the movie came out, because it came out mm-hmm. in May.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: so, like, the Super Bowl is when the first trailer comes out and people are like, oh, that looks interesting. The trailer didn't really show you much. Um, and then... Basically, Disney just kept dumping money on this movie because they said, we can't cancel it. We're too deep in this. We cannot can it. They just keep dumping money into this movie. It comes out and still is like the fifth gro- top grossing movie of the summer. They still lose 50 to $80 million on it when all of a sudden done. Yikes. <laughs> and basically their outlook as soon as it comes out is, okay, put all of these uh, spin off movies on standstill. We don't want to make another mistake. And now they don't really know what they're doing.
1: (laughs) They haven't... uh, Yeah, they dropped pretty much the Announced Ryan Johnson trilogy mm-hmm. is like that's that's gone pretty much. They, d- but well, they did, yeah. just got announced a they just movie. announced well, a
3: Taika movie. Well, DB Weiss and uh David Benioff were supposed to do a, their Star Wars, and, right. well, and they didn't deserve one that fell through. After, they were also supposed
2: to do a Confederate, yeah. Show. We saw what they were able to well, write that that died that, that was
3: strangled in the crib a long time ago, but uh. <laughs> But, yeah, no, that when, that was before they had signed whatever multi-million dollar deal they did with Netflix or whatever. But, yeah, right. they were supposed to do their Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Mandalorian's do, going well yeah. for them, though, yeah. so well, hopefully they I think keep that's doing what
0: that. They, Mandalorian came out and they went, oh, shit, people really like this. I think that's a big problem with Disney is they get one thing that works and says, okay, now we're all in on this one thing. Right. <laughs> and you know we're going to shut down your throat until you don't well, want it anymore.
3: Well, and I haven't even seen Mandalorian, and you know why it works? And I know, I know it works because you fucking hire your nerds. You hire the right nerds. Okay. Like there is a difference between like somebody with an appreciation for the material and somebody who is inundated in the material. And while that can certainly provide some blind sides, it's not any that you don't get around through sheer strong arming like Kathleen Kennedy tends to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why that works. Because, A, it, like, there's a resounding element of just competent filmmaking with John Favreau, you know, being being in there and, and as involved as he is. Mm-hmm. But then you got fucking George's boy. And everybody, like, wrote off George after the fucking dumpster fire that was the prequels because nobody would tell him no mm-hmm. and whatever. And anything that's, you know, tangentially re- relevant to George Lucas's creative input has been poisoned because of that particular reputation but his boy made the best star wars shit from the last like 10 years hey, of clone Flownie. wars yeah and then yeah, then I, they brought him I in for this and you, it's also a rave success isn't
2: the last the last season of clone wars people love that last season it's I, considered I, a masterpiece yeah watched yeah, exactly yeah i haven't watched exactly. it, yet, yeah,
3: heard, haven't watched it you know i but the fact that i've heard from like g- grown-ass adults that like yeah this is a really good thing and yeah. you know i'm not saying this because of nostalgia i'm saying this is well written and well handled yeah.
0: and i w- i watched the they have that documentary series about the making the mandalorian and dave bologna talked in i think it was the second episode about when he got hired to do clone wars and it's it was basically like he was a nerd that was working on the last airbender and everybody knew he was the star wars nerd he never shuts the fuck up about star wars <laughs> and then somebody at nickelodeon knew that they were making a star wars cartoon and george was interested so they called and were like go meet with george and he was like he thought it was a joke wasn't it a cartoon
1: network yeah, but that's like yeah, they're it's all it's the same company. Oh, that was oh, go. oh okay,
0: yeah, gotcha. Cartoon people all work in generally the same area. Gotcha. And so then he gets invited to Skywalker Ranch, and he shows up, and him and George just like nerd out about Star Wars for like <laughs> several hours. God, could you imagine?
2: <laughs> and
0: then George goes, "Yeah, okay, I trust this guy being the showrunner for Clone Wars after he leaves." Whereas Disney's approach is. Who can we tell what to do, and who will get it done on time? You know, they're not yeah. concerned with the storytelling aspect. I think they're learning to hire the right people. Well, because Ty- right. I mean, Taika
2: directed the last episode of Man- the Mandalorian, and and they- he's like a so fan good. favorite for his robot. Yeah, and then they, and then they hired him to now direct a movie, so it feels like mm-hmm. that's leading in the right direction. As long as they let him let him do what he, he wants to fixed do, I guess. Thor
1: for Marvel. Yeah. So you know. I got a good track record
3: in broad strokes. It's tough for me to pin who the audience of Star Wars is because Mm -hmm. now at this point it is a multi-generational vehicle. Yeah. Right. And there's been impacts in contemporaneously from different decades on different levels. And so I can't say it's not for kids because it demonstrably is for kids now. And, and so it's, I also can't say like, you know, as much as I love Kevin Smith, like they shouldn't be making movies for that level of Star Wars nerd. Right. Where it's like what he's talking about like bursting into tears because Chewbacca gets Han's medal and that <laughs> went over literally every other fucking person's head. <laughs> I mean like and that's a cool thing to to notice and I dig that. Yeah. But yeah, it's the it's kids tough aren't to gonna peg. notice that. The little
0: kids yeah, are gonna be like tent- what?
3: <laughs> yeah, when it's a tent pole movie and you have to go, like, okay, well, these people are expecting a war because there's Star Wars, so it means that we have to kill people, but we have to kill people that it's okay to kill, and we can't kill them too killy. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so all these all these different things where, like, a bunch of people are not happy, mm-hmm. and you can't get Shades of Grey because it's Disney. Like, you you couldn't have a, a vehicle like, like a DC thing where you could depart and do something way darker or, or then just keep going back on with your Aquamans and whatever. <laughs> You know, there's no room for that departure with Disney, really. I mean, except for, like, Rogue One, which is demonstrably darker. That's the
1: most war of all the Star Wars.
2: I was going to say that Mm -hmm. movies-wise, Rogue One's the only one that has, I feel like, is actually, like, wartime. While Clone Wars is the only time I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is taking place during a war. No other movie makes it feel like that.
3: (laughs) Well, and I guess what I'm, uh, in a a roundabout way, what what I'm trying to get back to is the fact that there is... they are so risk averse yeah Mm -hmm. you know when when something happens like this where it still ends up being the fifth greatest gross for the summer and they lose 80 million dollars on it because they shied away from breaking convention and a guy like lawrence kazdan while uh, absolutely obviously deserving of reverence and respect and you know most writers get told to go find the spoon so that they can start eating ass once they <laughs> sign their <laughs> shit over. You know, and the the only reason that he has a voice is because he's well respected mm-hmm. and responsible for Indiana Jones Any and all these other other successful things. They wouldn't have Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you have to live with the fact that once you sign that baby over, unless you've got some awful agreement like Patton Oswalt talks about like well you say um uh, on paragraph three on page thirty seven it says a turkey sandwich and we have a deal with Jeff. Is it okay if we change it to a peanut butter sandwich and you're like yes I don't fucking care do it I don't care so you're either doing that or you sign it off going like I hope you don't fucking mutilate my baby and turn it it into some awful mutant monster thing and that's what happens nine times out of ten and so while I understand the relevant criticism and feeling like an ownership over the material and and being you know being a, a team player, a company man for decades, knowing how the system works and trying to get a product at the best end, I understand the intentions of everybody. But the fact that they were so risk-averse that they said, okay, these fucking guys are not doing everything exactly the way we say it. We can't find a middle ground anywhere. So we're going to say, fuck you. Thanks. See you later. You know, you're relieved from your contract. We're going to throw several... Tens of millions of dollars at reshooting and trying to clean up this mess that we interpret, and then you end up losing your fucking shirt over it anyway because you spent all this time and money reshooting a film yeah. that was probably was really for? good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never and know. So there's, a time, there's a timeline
2: out there that has the. Their version of <laughs> solo. Well, and release, and it. that's
3: what that's release what frustrates fuck. me is the fact that like all these like nods, these little member berries that we get thrown at us every once in a while. I call it Jurassic World syndrome. You know, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> you know that that is so much less impactful been truly standing on the shoulders of giants hiring the right people that have yeah. the right appreciation not only for just this material but the genre in general mm-hmm. and letting them have a bit of a longer leash to let all these fantasies that they've actually legitimately had since they were 10 years old of what they would get to do with the star Wars and let it actually happen a little bit and because now we're just getting rehashed rehash shit over and over and over again where it's like you know, I, if I could go talk back to the TJ that recorded the Force Awakens podcast when I first oh saw my it, God. when I, we were all we were all starry-eyed, yeah. sweet summer children, and <laughs> we hadn't endured what we had endured yet, you go like, you know, that's like a reskin of a New Hope. It's fun, but like we, that's, I that's, feel like that's, we that's said that do. in
2: the podcast that it was it, just right. Well, but now, yeah. Yeah, but, 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 yeah.
3: but now I would look at it with like a much more cynical tone, going like, yeah, this is this is going to turn into another studio monster thing, and you're going to be left with ashes in your mouth if you think this is going to get any better. Yeah, yeah. and and.
2: Jedi. And look at yeah, now, and, look at where we're at.
3: <laughs> and now, look at us. So, yeah, it's just tough when there's so much room at, you know with an intellectual property as vast and as important to people as Star Wars to where you could really genuinely make some impactful film. Well, and you know, there's, I know there's you just haven't seen it, it,
1: but in The Mandalorian, the mm-hmm. season ends with Juan Carlos Esposito playing a character that's in Clone Wars, pulling out items that are specific to Clone Wars that are like specialty weapons and shit. So it's like, that's a Dave Filoni full, whole creation that's now live action. So it's like, why couldn't we get, why couldn't we get that? But
0: I didn't know any of that and it still works really well. I didn't either. I I found that off the internet. But it's like, it's
1: it's a new idea. It's a new thing Mm -hmm. that like, he invented that because he got the ability to do it because it was animated. No one gave a shit about what he did when it was animated, Mm -hmm. you know, and now he gets to bring that to the masses that'll watch a more a, like a way more populated viewer audience yeah why couldn't they let those kind of guys do more
2: work yeah i feel like know, mandalorian universe. when it brings up things that are like references it feels way more earned and like done a lot better than just like thrown in your face like i have a good feeling about this like thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> boo boo <laughs> boo, boo. Even though Clone Wars does say I have a bad feeling about this, I think in every single episode I feel like it's a checkbox they have to do in Clone Wars. Every single episode they say it, but
3: that's their CSI Miami thing. Yeah, exactly. They go to credits. They go to credits right as they say it. Just like fast-paced, you know, fast cutting over coruscant. Yeah. (laughs) it's this is it's such a
1: frustrating watch because they're the bones of a good movie in solo that's like good start to finish instead of just bits and pieces and it's like if you replaced han solo with like an everyday john not a main character and just took out those references and replaced him like he could even still meet lando that's fine he's tertiary enough you know but not play for the falcon the falcon could be there but you take away the Han specific stuff and just replace it with like an everyday dude it's immediately like an amazing side story in the Star Wars universe Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. but then every time they're like they feel like they have to put a Han Solo thing in there it's like just taking you right back to like oh this is uh, this is what we actually came here for huh
0: yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah, do you have an unruly child right now
0: Andy yeah can you hear him screaming yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 <laughs> I was wondering where that was coming from. Closed, I had to deal
3: with this five in the morning every day.
0: I closed the office doors, and he's literally just sitting outside looking at me on. Ah! <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Ooh, cats are doing that, but I cannot hear them. that.
2: <laughs> what child do you have oh, at your house? Oh, <laughs> Sweet my cat, Morty. Morty. My oh, it was, I thought it was a literal child. I mean, <laughs> I it was a real... no, they sound like they're on purpose. <laughs> we've we've
0: nerded for a, a considerable amount of time uh yeah apparently my yeah. child needs me
2: so he wants to be in the episode he wants okay. to have his say he's like i like chewbacca
3: i will <laughs> write my name in the stars father
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well i mean if anyone out there has a star wars opinion that they want yeah, to want
3: to yeah thanks watch for about,
2: uh, watching that with, with tj thanks for sitting through that <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and, and again, uh, I guess, you know, uh, my, my final sentiment is that, like, I didn't have as bad a time as I thought I was going to have. There you go. And that's all we can that was, for. That was a relief. <laughs> yeah. And there, while there was some dumb shit, I'm going to encounter that in basically every movie I watch. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm more, uh, like, I can sense the blood in the water when it's a more mass-distributed, like, big tentpole thing, mm-hmm. like, where I'm already prepared to go, like, that's dumb but Mm -hmm. uh but again you know not near as bad as i thought some people were making that like oh mr mr han solo tattoo is probably gonna you know hate fuck something after this right and it's like nah i'm good
2: i remember the man that walked out of desolation of smog i remember him that was that was a different that was a different tj it was angry angry. well i'm glad that this version this
3: tj saw this movie then yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: All yep. right, well, if you want to tell us about your Star Wars opinions, you can do so on uh, the, the wonderful twitter.com. Right. And hopefully, you uh, won't get a, a fake news a censorship on there. But yeah, as long as you don't me. say
2: anything mean about our big <laughs> old president. Don't say anything
0: mean about big boy diaper boy president, and we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll have to get any executive orders involved here. But if you want to get a hold of us on there, uh, our handle is at NSAOTPod. And uh, if you want to be a little more private with your musings, you can send us an email at never seen any of this yeah, do some, uh, pod at wi- gmail.com. You wanna wait till I'm done saying sorry, the email sorry. address before you interrupt <laughs> me? <laughs> wanna say some sweet
2: nothings to Raymond, please send some sweet nothings to Raymond's yeah. ears. Yeah. <laughs> long never form. seen any of this
1: pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yep. You just so gotta say form. it fi- faster,
2: Andy, you slowpoke. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> ah. You're right. All right.
0: Well, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was your fuck fault. Me, I guess <laughs> I did nothing wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's enough Star Wars talk for today. So uh yeah. we'll be, we'll be back next week with another uh, episode of Never Seen Any of This. But until then, uh, I guess we'll you know I forget <laughs> I that. You're gonna... Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>